Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Watchmen, War of the Night. It shall be focused on the study of Isaiah chapter 21. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And Lord, to know that You taught us, Lord, to watch and pray. And for we know not when the time comes. Help us, Father, to be diligent in serving You. And to know that, Father, we do not know when You, the Son of Man, will come back to earth. But help us to always be ready. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Isaiah chapter 21. Chapter 21 The Burden of the Desert of the Sea As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it cometh from the desert, from a terrible land. A grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O media, all the sighing thereof have I made to cease. Therefore are my loins filled with pain. Pangs have taken hold upon me, as the pangs of a woman that travaileth. I was bowed down at the hearing of it. I was dismayed at the seeing of it. My heart panted. Fearfulness affrighted me. The night of my pleasure hath he turned into fear unto me. Prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. Eat, drink. Arise, ye princes, and anoint the shield. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, Go, set a watchman. Let him declare what he seeth. And he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses, and a chariot of camels. And he hearkened diligently with much heed. And he cried, A lion! My Lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime, and I am set in my ward whole nights. And behold, here cometh a chariot of men, with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and all the graven images of her gods he hath broken unto the ground. O my threshing and the corn of my floor, that which I have heard of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you. The burden of Duma. He called to me out of Seir, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, the morning cometh, and also the night. If ye will inquire, inquire ye, return, come. The burden upon Arabia. In the forest in Arabia shall ye lodge, O ye traveling companies of Dedanim. The inhabitants of the land of Tima brought water to him that was thirsty. They prevented with their bread him that fled. For they fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, and from the bent bow, and from the grievousness of war. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, Within a year, according to the years of an hireling, and all the glory of Kedar shall fail, and the residue of the number of archers, the mighty men of the children of Kedar, shall be diminished. For the Lord God of Israel hath spoken it. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, the Uniting Time and Sign. This was preached in 1963 on August the 18th. We'll begin at paragraph 24 up to paragraph 92. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, let's bow our heads just a moment for, for prayer. Is there a special request for prayer? I see handkerchiefs are laying here. Raise your hand. Lord, bless each one of you children. Uh, our Heavenly Father, as we now approach thy great majestic throne of grace, because we've been asked to come. We're coming upon the bidding of Jesus Christ, and we come with all of our cares and cast them upon him because he cares for us. What a great comfort that is to know that he cares for us. The great God of heaven, the creator, cares for us, his creation. We're so glad for that, Lord. What a comfort it is in these times that we're living, when there seems to be able to, to draw comfort from nothing but your word. That's our consolation, is your promise. 
And in your promise, you said, make our request known. And if you'll ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And all these great promises, ask and you shall receive. Say to this mountain, be moved. Don't doubt and it'll be moved. All these promises, and we can draw from that. This is what we are asking for. Hands went up. They need something, Lord. Thou knowest their need. Supply, Father. I place my prayer with theirs before thee. My hand up with theirs. Here lays upon this desk here handkerchiefs laying here. Oh, how the people with faith, gallant faith. Lord, it seems to be just something that you've blessed me by to be able to pray for sick people. Wherever, anywhere, wherever go, it's something about praying for the sick. God, help. Now, I pray with sincerity that you will grant the request of these handkerchiefs that's been placed here that the people has asked. Let your mercy be upon them. Lord, we understand that Sister Hicks has a woman here that flew all the way in from somewhere to be prayed for with cancer. And want to know if she could get her to get over here. I pray, God, that you spare the life of that person, Granny. My little nephew, Mikey, laying out her sick and vomiting with a high fever, just left the door. Lord, I, I believe we had the prayer of faith there that you stopped it. And I, uh, I'm grateful to you, feeling the fever going from the boy before I left the room. Now, Lord, thank you for all these things. Now it falls my lot to speak on thy word. Give us thy word, Lord. Thy word is truth. Bless our souls and give us the, the grace that we need that we might draw it from the promises of God tonight in the word to sustain us through the rest of this week. Granted, bless our pastor, uh, gallant soul, his wife, his children, the deacons, the trustees, and every person that comes in or out of this building. Granted, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask these blessings. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to read from two places of the writings of the Lord. I want to read first from the book of the Psalms, the 86th Psalm. And then I want to read from St. Matthew's, the 16th chapter, 1 to 3. I want to read a portion of this Psalm, not all of it, but down about to the 11th verse, which is a little over half of it. And I want to announce this, if I call it text before I preach on it, the uniting time and sign. The uniting time sign. That sounds kind of complicated. Uniting. See? Time. Uniting time. That's what it is now. And the sign of that uniting time. And, and the psalm, a prayer of David, the 86th uh, psalm, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trust in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice, soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, or thou wilt answer me. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Thou Amen. wilt answer me. Amen. Among the gods there is none like unto thee. O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee. O Lord, thou shalt glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Listen now. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I I will walk in thy truth, unite my heart to fear thy name. Unity, see, unite my heart to fear thy name. I'm talking out of uniting and time, sign. 
Now, in the 16th chapter of St. Matthew, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came tempting him, desiring him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, Ah, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be lower foul weather today, for the sky is red and lower. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. The Lord add his gracious blessings to the reading of this word. Now, we're talking of this uniting, uh, uniting time, the sign of the uniting time. See, Jesus was here in this last scripture reading. He was rebuking the clergy for uh, not being able to discern the time or the sign of the time. Now, that has always been a great thing to the people, see, to be able to discern the sign of the time that you're living. Because God writes it plainly so nobody could escape it. Now, ordinarily, I'd go back and pick up from other ministers, uh, other uh, servants of the Lord in the Bible time, like the sign in Noah's time, the sign in Daniel's time, and, and so forth, the different signs. But I want to bypass that tonight uh, to save time, uh, to be able, but it's always been God's way to give them a natural sign of the time so that everyone would know just what time it was. And um, these Pharisees should have known their time. They should have known what the time was. He said in another place, if you would have known me, you would have known my day. It's very uh, a great thing that we understand, see, without understanding that's what they always referred to the prophets about. They said, and he had understanding by vision from the Lord. Amen. And the word of the Lord came to the, the prophets of old. See, they had understanding through the word of the Lord by the prophets. And then the prophets give a sign, like one man laid on his side for so long, then turned over and laid on the other side. One man had to strip his clothes. And, oh, there's many things that they did to show the sign that they were living in. Now, we know that the God that made the heavens and earth and, and so on, uh, laid out his work that he would describe his time by sign, that same God lives today. Amen. So we must be something as we see the, the time uh, that we're living in, there must be something that somebody's overlooking somewhere. Amen. Because God would never let these things happen without giving us a definite sign that we're, uh, that we'd understand. Now here is the thing today that the clergy, uh, we don't read it right. It's just like it was then. They didn't think that it was time. They uh, thought that they were living pretty peaceful land and so they wasn't looking for no Messiah. And Jesus has said that his coming would be as a thief in the night when the, when the people would be unaware of his coming. But there were some of the virgins that went to meet him, half of them, had oil in their lamp and was ready. They were watching for that sign. And that's who I'm speaking to tonight, to those who are looking for the sign. Now, the sign of his coming. These signs given by the Lord is given only to believers. The unbelievers never see it. They go right over the top of them and they don't see it. And now just as sure as it is that an angel of God could stand on this platform tonight just as true as, as I'm looking at you and I could be looking at it or you could be looking at it and I couldn't see it or I could look at it and you couldn't see it. Now you know that's scriptural. That's exactly the truth. They saw, you know, Paul fell down, but they, none of them could see that light. That light was right there. When John stood there before the multitudes and thousands out on the bank there of clergymen and, and sages, 
great man, and John said himself, he bore a record of seeing the Spirit of God descending like a dove and come down upon him in a voice, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am pleased to dwell. And nobody saw it but John. It was just for him. You notice how vivid the sight for the wise man. They looked, it was, they were Hebrews. They wasn't really Indian astronomers. They were Hebrews because they were up there in that country studying astronomy to finish their education. And when they was looked towards Jerusalem and knowing that they saw those three stars from each one of their, their birth paths, of Hanshan and Japheth, of which race they come from, each, and they seen them stars in their birth path, that was a sign to them that when those stars were in line, the Messiah was on earth. Yeah, oh, my. No wonder they came. Where is he? Where is he, the born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Where is he? They know that that infant Messiah was laying somewhere because God gave them a sign of the time that God and man were uniting together. What a unity when God united himself in a human body. The principle, the greatest of all the uniting that ever was done was when God united with man and left his his great strain of being God and stretched forth his tent and tuck in humanity and become one of them. Yeah. Unity. At once that brought peace between God and man forever. How thankful we are. And science was not sent. Now just think. Every man and all the astronomers, the people then day, their clocks was the stars. There was a watchman went up on top of the of the tower, and he would uh, get up there and watch. And he seen when a certain stars was in certain constellations as they were passing. He knew what time it was. You remember in the scripture, or what time is it, watchman? And the watchman come back and told him in what hour it was. See, they kept time by the stars. Now, isn't it strange that these stars were in? Exactly in line for three men and nobody else saw it. Just exactly in line. Now, you can be so in line with the Scripture. See? When those stars become in unity, united themselves together in this constellation, three men were also united at the same time. And you can be so united with God in His Word until these things become realities and you can see them and know that they are true. The sign of the time. You might look at old time and say, oh, nonsense. But to you it is a nonsense. To you, you're united with the Word. And here it is. Then it's, it's absolutely life for the past. When, 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 when you see this sign... Unite with the believer, and that's who I'm addressing this to, is the believer. For the unbeliever never see it. And it's what a rebuke it would be if he is on earth today to many of our clergy today who cannot read this sign. The signs that we're reading daily here at the tabernacle and seeing the things that others are reading it and seeing the handwriting on the wall and yet many just ignore it and don't even see it at all. There's nothing to them at all. They don't notice it. Now, notice that in this, though he, uh, he pointed out national signs. Now, when they asked him about this, they wanted signs, and he gave them signs that happened. And they wanted to know what would be the end of the world, what would be the sign of the end. And he pointed them in many places through the Scripture about national signs, about heavenly signs in the heavens, and earthly signs. He gave them signs, 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 just constantly <coughs> uh, signs. And when um, he told them that in one place about a national sign, he said, when you see the nations, see, begin to gather around Jerusalem, see, then we know that the time of their trouble was at hand. When you see Jerusalem come past about with armies, now, before 
that they could do this, God, the world had to unite Titus, this great Roman general had to unite his armies together and come around after uh, these Jews had rejected the God-given sign of the time to them. That's the time that Titus united his armies together and come to take the city. First, there had to be a uniting of God's people, so-called, against the Word of God before that the nation could unite itself against God's people. See, the, the, the unity, the uniting, uniting together. I believe that we're living in a great uniting time. I am uh, taking these red lights down and flash signals and everything of the women, how they do, and the man, how they do, and the churches, how they do, showing to this little group with all my heart that I believe that we're lining in the line of God's Word in this great prophetic hour just before the coming of the Lord Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Uniting together and getting ready. Now, you see, before Titus united the nations, of, uh, his armies together, Israel united themselves together and banded themselves that they would not believe Jesus to be the Messiah. They rejected him and turned him out and crucified him. And then when they rejected the salvation that was sent to them, they united themselves together to do it. Now hold that in mind. Uniting themselves together to reject the message of the hour. They had to do that. And then when they did that, then the national sign come in. The nation's begin to unite themselves together and Titus brought this great army of Romans and Greeks and compassed the walls of Jerusalem, pinned those people in there now, and they starved to death. They eat the bark from the trees, Josephus, the great historian, tells us, and they eat the grass off the ground. They even boil one of their children and eat it. See? That they were mad people. And then when finally Titus He's sitting back up on the hills around Jerusalem there. And those people there thought they were doing the will of God. When they saw these armies marching in, they had refused to hear that great master, Lord Jesus, tell them that there wasn't one of them Christians caught in there. For they saw the sign and moved. See? They said, let Thomas on the housetop come out down at him. It's in the field. Go back, get out his coat. But flee into Judea and pray that your flight be not in the wintertime or on the Sabbath. Because in the wintertime, the, the hills will be full of snow. And on the Sabbath day, the go- doors is closed, the gates, and they'll be caught in that condition. See, we want to get on that pretty soon about the, how God does those things if the Lord is willing. Now it is. Now, he, they prayed that it would be that, not be that way. Jesus told them to pray for that. And they never caught one of them in there. They were gone. Because they looked at the sign, and they were gone. That's all there was to Oh, how the churches today are to see the sign of the time that we're living in. Free as hard as you can to Calvary for life. Not to some church, but to Jesus Christ. Unite yourself with him. And not with some organization or some church creed. Unite with Christ. Be sure that's Him. You can't just pick anything. You've got to be positive that it's Him. What a time of union. Now we find out that they rejected the Messiah and then united themselves together and drawed themselves a league and made a, a motion among them that if any persons received Jesus as a prophet, that they would be excommunicated from the church. You remember the blind boy? That was set with blinded eyes, and the disciples said, Who is sin, him or his father or his mother? And Jesus said, In this case, neither, but that the works of God might be done, made known. Yeah. And you remember, they said that the father and mother could not say, uh, they said, They know this is our son, but we don't know how he was healed. Because the Jews had said that any person that uh, confessed him to be the prophet, that they would be excommunicated. But see, the works of God was. That this boy didn't belong to that group. And he said, oh, it's a strange thing to me that you don't know where this man come from, and yet he'd give me eyesight. See? 
Now, he could say it. See, that was the works of God. He had been made healed and he, well, and he could, he could tell it because he had no strange tied to him from anywhere. Amen. He was the one the works was done on. Amen. And he certainly he saw it for his first time in his life. Now, the Jews denied themselves against Jesus and, uh, and against his Messiahship and his Messiah message. We see the same thing now happening. Yeah. Just the same thing. Communism is uniting to destroy the church. And the only way that it, that is, after the church has united itself to, and the council of churches, the world council of churches, to deny and to destroy the message, the word. Amen. They have turned down the word. The churches have. Right. They cannot accept it because it's against their denominational creed, no matter how many pillars of fire would hang in, a, in the midst of people, or how many people would uh, be, how many things would be foretold and happening, all the good signs that he promised of the last days. They cannot do it. Therefore, they are uniting themselves now. And your pastor here, many can tell you, is reading that they have the economical uh, movement of the, the, the world and there's a Lutheran minister over it that if there comes a disaster what happens in this neighborhood here if we are not united with that ecumenical move then our church can no more be church and they can use it for a storm or if one of us brothers would see somebody dying or hurt and try to minister him any spiritual blessing we could be shot for. Yes, exactly right. Thank we can be given ten years in a federal prison for ministering anything because we're not a member of this economical move. Don't you see the mark of the beast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Now we see this uniting time coming. See? Now what? And then the church has united itself against the message. Yeah. And then when it does that, the nations are uniting themselves in communism to destroy the church again. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it did in the first place. Yeah. It repeats itself right back again. Israel had to turn down the message first. And when they turned down the message, then the military, the national life, united itself together of other nations and come in and destroy the church. And today... They have turned down the message of the Lord Jesus. And they've turned it down. And now the time has come where communism is uniting the world together against the church. It has to be that way. Now it's hard to say that. It was hard for them Jews to believe. They said, now come brethren. We see that uh, our God is with us. And so we'll, we'll go into the temple and now we will pray. And let Holy Father so-and-so and Holy Father so-and-so lead in prayer. Close the gates. And Titus took his stand and stood right there for about a year or more. See? Right on guard. The stars are not out. There couldn't be a one of them. get outside the city. And they died, starved. And when he went in there and tore the walls down, the blood burst out and run like rivers down there where he slaughtered everything that was in there. Now, the angel of the Lord prophesied that back in the Old Testament and told that that would happen. And then ministers who were clergy who were supposed to be posted on that and to tell the people that, instead of that, when Jesus stood up among them, they didn't even know. And trying to make a... Uh, some kind of a, a rabbit foot. Do us a trick. Let us see uh, how it's done. Show us a sign. See? And he said, uh, well, he's done so many things, and yet they couldn't see it. See? And then when they rejected him as uh, the message of that day, they rejected the message of that day. They failed to see the sign of that day. And the sign of the, the Bible's prophecy was made before him, and they said, let's go in now. Then we're holy then. They were managed. You couldn't lay your finger on their eyes. They couldn't be that. And then, and then uh, be a, a, a priest. A priest to be killed and be stoned to death for any little thing. So he had to live a clean, holy life. He could not do it because he was stoned for just anything. And now they were great men. 
and a holy man in the sight of the people, and yet they went in and said, Now we will, we've got God, the God who's been with us all through the ages. We will go into his holy temple. That was God's holy temple. But you see, he'd been turned down in his holy temple. Yes. We'll go into the house of the Lord. Now, all of you Hebrews know that we are the chosen race. We are here, and God is our God. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's with us. He will deliver from them uncircumcised Philistines out there as it was, them Romans and Greeks. He'll deliver us from that. Let's go into the house of the Lord. That sounds good. But what had they done? The builder of the house was in there in the form of a lowly Galilean carpenter. And they turned him down. But God had vindicated him of being his messenger of the hour and the brain. And they turned it down so all the praying, all the sincerity, all the sacrifices didn't mean nothing to God. They had done it and God let this great army unite to destroy it. And we see today as the churches through the denominations and so forth turning down the word of God. They don't want you telling about these things and science can prove it by pictures and everything else and still they want nothing to do with it. So communism is bombing to destroy just exactly like Christ did. And the Bible said this. Uh, exactly. Now you see where we're in? The uniting time. When we see these things being united, oh, why we fail to see those things. You can, you can look in here in the scripture and see where that he promised and what he would do. Now we see it coming to pass. We see in the church what he promised to do. We see it coming to pass. We see the nations uniting yeah. together. We see the isms uniting together. We see the churches uniting together. It's uniting time. Yeah. It's the hour of uniting. That's the spirit of the age. We've got to unite. Everything you talk about has got to be organized. Even the government receive it. Yeah. You get into citizens. I pay as a citizen. As a citizen of the United States, yet uh, uh, you'd give me a check for five dollars, I'd be garrison put my name on it. See, I couldn't do it. See, it's a uniting time. It all has to go through some union of some sort. And that union is the very thing that brings the mark of the beast. Amen. Amen. It's a uniting time. It's working right on up into that. You can see it just with your plain eyes if you look at it. It's a uniting time where everything is uniting together. The Jews unite themselves against Jesus as their Messiah. Therefore, we see what happens. We see the same thing now. Communism united to destroy the church. And if the church has united in the world council of churches and tried to destroy the message, the word of God. Yeah. They tried to get rid of it. The only thing they can do is to draw themselves a council. Because of they're separated, a little group here, the Methodists and Baptists, Lutheran, the Presbyterian, Church of Christ, and so forth like that, they can't do nothing. Because this will be against this and this will be against that, and their doctrine is just as much different as the East is from the West. Yeah. They can't do it. But once together, under one big head, they got it. Yeah. They got it then. That's where the Catholics are so in unity. The Roman Catholics. Of course, they're in the unity, they're the majority. Is the Roman Catholic, the Greek, and other Catholics are, are not as much as the Roman Catholic. Now, they unite together, and actually they stand together. No matter what takes place, that Pope is the head of everything. See? And no matter what anybody else says, he's infallible. He's, he's, he's a biker of God, that's all. He's next to God. He's had the jurisdiction over hell, heaven, and purgatory. See? So there isn't a thing that can be done in that case. Whatever he says, that's what has to go. Now, the Protestants, it's making themselves a head just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And though the Bible said there was an image made unto the beast, what is the image? It's something like it, made like it. There it is, the same thing. What is it? By uniting themselves together. And this is the spirit of the age is uniting, uniting together. Now, try to destroy the message. How do they destroy it? How could they destroy the Word of God? They can make it of non effect. Not affected by taking traditions as they did back there in the beginning and making the word of God of no effect. See, they say, oh, that's really after all. You see what well, this infidel woman that's trying to, she, I forget what her name is now, but I just call it. She, um, 
I'm trying to think of so many. I'm thinking of this Miss Nation's dirty. I wish we had another one like that to rise up. She's one went in the ballrooms and tore out the whiskey and tore out the signs and everything like that. Why don't some woman rise up today like that and go out and tear some of these naked pictures down of these women of her own race and things like that? That they don't have it no more. Now, but this woman, an infidel, who says that, uh, that the Bible is unconstitutional to read it in public schools and things like that. Now they also, have you noticed, again, they're trying to say now, and great studiers of the Scripture said that much of the prophecy that was prophesied in the Bible was absolutely wrong. It never did come to pass. And you've heard of that and read it. And they're trying to say everything, you see. They're trying to destroy the effect of that word. Amen. If they can only uh, destroy and substitute for a creed of something that man has that seems in their eyes to be better than the word, then they destroy it with their, with their tradition. And that's how they're trying to destroy the word of God by denominational politics. Now, each church has its own politics. The Church of Christ has this. The Christian Church has this, and the Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians, they all have their different politics. Now, they're getting away from that because they're separated. See, they couldn't have done it before. They've got to do it now. See, this is a uniting time. And now they're all putting it together and pulling it up and see what they come out with. My, if I baking a loaf of bread out of the horse meat and garbage out of the can and Whatever more you have together and want it together and throw some rotten potatoes and things together and see what you come out with. I sure don't want any of it. No, sir. That's the way they're doing it. See, they're taking people who believe that Jesus was a myth. A church that believes that Jesus was a myth. The other some believes he was a prophet. One says the days of miracles is past. So I said there might be such a thing. And all this together, and the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Amen. Now that's the kind of unity they got, and have some great holy father to put above it, and there you've got an image to the beast, just exactly what the Bible says. Amen. Now they got a Lutheran minister the head of it. Well, we see it's uniting time. Same thing now, communism and all uniting together, and the world and the church and so forth uniting together. Watch nature. Oh, my. Nature, if you just watch nature, does the same thing. Nature is God's calendar uh, of signs. Did you know that? Jesus told him to watch nature. The sea would be roared, see? And there would be different things, and earthquakes in diverse places, national strife, signs in the heaven, signs on the earth. Everywhere there would be signs at these coming times. Watch the clouds. Before the clouds can bring up a rainstorm, you know how it's done? Several little clouds get together. Make one big cloud. Whistle's got a little bunch of wind blowing it, this other's got a little bunch of wind blowing it, and they all blow together, and then they got a hurricane. See, they unite before they can have the storm. They have to. Watch ducks and geese unite themselves together before they leave their country. See? They unite together. You can see them flying from this pond to that pond, from here over to there, all of them getting together. They're united, getting ready for their takeoff. See, it's just, that's nature. And God created nature. And nature works by the plan of God. It's a law, an unwritten law of God that nature works according to his law, just like Speaking at funeral service, of the sap that goes down into the grave in the bottom of the tree root to lay there until the resurrection in the spring. It's a law of God. There's no intelligence can make that sap go down there. You couldn't drain it out. You couldn't milk it out. There's no way of doing it any better than God does it. God's got the perfect way, so when the leaf drops off, then he sends the sap down into the grave and hides it. It just said, hide me in the grave until I last be found. See, it goes down there because it's a law of nature. Before crossings the leaves now begin to fall. Why? It's a law of nature. Ducks will get together, every one of them, and rally around a leader. In there, they'll know somehow, I don't know how to do it, but they know that that certain little drink is a leader. And that little fellow will all get together and rally right around him and rise right up in the air and he'll never been off that pond now, but he'll go just as straight to Louisiana or Texas as he can go to the rice field. See? 
before they take to their flight to leave their home where they've been born that year, they unite together. Amen. 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 There you are. Rallying around the leader. The trouble of it is that man don't know his leader. They'll rally around a denomination. They'll rally around a bishop or a man, but they won't rally around the leader. The Holy Spirit in the Word. See, they say, oh, well, I'm afraid I'll get a little fanatically. I'm afraid I'll get off on the wrong foot. Oh, there you are. Well, for little ducks in there, I just don't like the way he keeps his feathers. I don't believe I'll follow him. You'll freeze to death. You'll be caught up there if you don't take with the, with the flight as it goes. It unites itself together. And nature does that. Geese unite themselves together. Rally themselves around their leader. They do the same thing. Did you ever notice bees are swarming? Bees will unite themselves together before they swarm. Right around that queen. That's right. And where she goes, the way they go too. That's, what do they do? They unite before the swarm. Exactly. Every nature. Fish unite themselves together before the spring runs. Out in the ocean, you can find them, and then they probably go companies of salmon. When they come up there, before that run comes in, you'll see them by the tens of thousands out in that sea, coming around and around. Salt water, but they're actually freshwater fish. And here they come right up that freshwater to go up for spawning season. They go up there and spawn about every four years and die as soon as they spawn. And they know they're going there to die. And you couldn't stop them with nothing of jump fish ladders and everything else getting up there knowing they're going to their death. But the law of nature makes them knowing that they go up there and spawn and the old ones die and the young ones come on and something unites them together then and out into the ocean they go. It's a uniting. It's a law. You just can't beat God's law. Nations are, are breaking... Uh, for the time now that we see that, that they're supposed to do this, we're in the process of national disturbance. We see that nations are breaking relationships. Year by year, we find this nation being swallowed up in communism. This has been swallowed up in communism. And right here in our own nation, it's honeycombed with communism. And it will take over. Amen. It will. No way of stopping it. Why? The same reason that you couldn't stop Titus. The people have rejected God and His Word. Yes, sir. So they're going to do it. And we see it right in process. I usually take a couple hours. I've already been uh, about 30 minutes right now. See? But to get all this in, I'm just pushing. You study it when you get home. Notice. They're right down united. You say, Brother Branham, is that true? They're coming to the battle of Armageddon. Exactly what they will do. See? And they're uniting for that right now. That's why we got the UN and everything we have. The Western world uniting against the Eastern world, communism and so forth. It's all united together. The churches are uniting together. Everything seems to be uniting. Uniting, uniting themselves together. We see that. Also, while all this uniting of the nations, these signs, national signs, we see out here in the world, earthquakes and diverse places, different things uniting, bringing the world together, bringing the people together, all the churches together, all these things. And while all this uniting has been going on, there is another uniting going on. Amen. 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 That's what I want to point to you now. God is uniting his bride. He's coming together from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. There's a uniting time, and that's all right now. What's he uniting for? The rapture. Amen. God's getting ready. Yes, sir. Uniting. What's he uniting with? With the word. For all heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. She's uniting herself with the Spirit, the Lord, and promise of what any denomination anybody else says. She's uniting herself. She's getting ready. Why? She is the bride. That's right. And she's uniting herself with her bridegroom. And the bridegroom is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is with God. And the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and Lord among us. And the church and the bride and the word is becoming so one until the very uh, word itself is working out the works of the bride. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? 
Hallelujah. A new night. Not no more join the church, not more of this, but free from everything and tied to Jesus Christ. It's a uniting time. God uniting his bride together. Bring it back. Just exactly. Uniting the words of his promise. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see in this day, people uniting under different plans, some uniting politically into the United Nations, some uniting in, Lord, all kinds of different ways of, of Lord, whether it's organized religion and denominations, but all kinds of ideas for how men can come together for a common cause or for a common set of ideals. But we know that there's a different, Lord, gathering for the bride, which is gathering around your word. For you told us where the carcass is, the eagles will be gathered. So Father, we are gathered around your word and we do not take anything else as a substitute. And we pray, may your will be accomplished in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Watch the man, watch the man, morning come. 